0: Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. This morning, we have come together to observe All Saints Sunday. And on the calendar, yesterday was All Saints Day. So we transport our observance to the Sunday following, All Saints Day. Today, we remember with thanksgiving the Father's love, even as we remember our loved ones who have gone on to receive the goal of their faith, the very salvation of their souls since last year's observance of this church festival. We will name our sisters and brothers in the faith later in this service. And as we name them, we will thank the Lord that he gave them faith and that we were able to serve with them in this place in his kingdom of grace before he took them to be with him in what we call his kingdom of glory, which is heaven. Certainly today we praise God that in Jesus they have already been given their place before the throne. And that beautiful picture, uh, the the revelation that Jesus Christ gave to St. John uh, in our first reading uh, of all those who stand before the throne and in front of the Lamb, giving them their worship and praise. Today we rejoice that the love of the Father has received throughout this past year members of Grace, members of our individual family, and friends who in faith have trusted the love of God our Father in Christ Jesus, His dear Son. And in all this, we too are called to see the love of the Father in our lives and by it be comforted And by it be given direction by his word as we live out our lives as his holy ones, as his redeemed ones, as his saints, uh, his holy ones in this place. Our text is the epistle. Here again these words from the first letter of St. John, third chapter. See what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God and so we are. And this is our text, brothers and sisters in Christ. In what we call the preface, uh, the proper preface of the liturgy of Holy Communion, we find these words, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name evermore praising you and saying, In those words, we acknowledge that we are joining our voices here in this place with those uh, around us, brothers and sisters in Christ, and with those who gather around the very throne of God with the words recorded by the prophet Isaiah, who was given a vision, a glimpse of heaven, and who recorded these words, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. If we were given a similar glimpse of heaven, we would see those who have gone before us all looking, all looking in one direction together. They would be looking at Jesus. Those who have gone before us now see Jesus, as St. John reminds us in the epistle, as he is, the glorified Christ, wounds and all. So they cannot take their eyes off him. Because he's their savior. No longer do they see through a mirror dimly. But now they see face to face. In the words of St. Paul. Written to the Corinthians. Paul also wrote in that same chapter of Corinthians. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully. Even as I have been fully known. Let me read that again. Now I know in part. You know, we're given what the Lord has shared with us through his word, what he has revealed to us. But then, when he takes us to be with him, we will know fully, even as the Lord knows you fully now. And that can be a frightening thing, that he knows you now. He knows your heart. But he knows you as his daughter or as his son. You're fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide, Paul continues to write, and what? what we know as the great love chapter, chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians. But it's all about Jesus. That chapter is all about Jesus. So now faith, hope, and love abide these three, but the greatest of these is love. The greatest of these is agape, God's unconditional love for you. Though you're not deserving, he loves you anyway. He loves you in spite of yourself. That love is the self-giving, self-sacrificing love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Today in our text, St. John urges us to behold. In other words, to see what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God, and so we are. And you can be confident in that because it doesn't depend on you. It depends on God and his promises to you. Those who have gone on ahead of us, our loved ones, who now behold our Lord Jesus, are now home with the Father. While it is difficult for us to turn loose and let them go, we can rejoice that they are basking forever in the warmth of the Father's astonishingly great love for them, even as we too can have the assurance of that great love for us. We are loved ones. Eternity might be a difficult concept for us to get our hands around and envision, but know this. Eternity will not be long enough to praise God for a love that gave his one and only son into death for us all. John writing a little later in his first epistle says, In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he has loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Propitiation means atoning sacrifice. And this is what that means for you and for me and for all. God's holiness demands punishment for man's sin. God, therefore, out of love, sent his Son to be our substitute, to stand in for us and to receive the punishment that we, by our sins, deserved. In this way, the Father's wrath is then propitiated or appeased, satisfied. This shows us the self-giving love of the Father for all that he has made. It shows us. What this shows us, that what the Father demands of you, he provides for you. He says, be holy as I, the Lord your God, am holy. And then he gives that holiness to you. Not because you earned it, far from it. You, you, You can't earn it. Not because you deserve it, far from that, because you don't deserve it but because he promised, and he gives it to you. He gives it to us out out of his boundless love and his mercy, and it's his boundless gift of mercy and grace for you. All that would separate us from the Father was given to Jesus to bear for us in our place. You were dead in your trespasses and sins, but because of his great mercy, God... Being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us made us alive with Christ. By grace you have been saved. You need to hear that over and over and over again. It's a gift. It's freely given to you. So as we rejoice and celebrate today, those who have gone before us to receive the gift of eternal life, we remember that they are not there on their own accord. In fact, they are astonished at the grace of God to give his son for them and for us. They know they are before the Lord solely because they were washed clean in the blood of Jesus, the very Paschal Lamb of God, the Paschal Lamb that sets us free. Today's first reading is rich with that language as John, just as Isaiah centuries before, was given this revelation, this glimpse of heaven. There he saw the throne of God and those gathered around it wearing white robes and waving palm branches, a sign of victory. The elder identified them in this way. These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and they've made them white in the blood of the Lamb. The Lamb is Jesus Christ who is also their shepherd who leads them to springs of living water and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Today as we recognize. Our brothers and sisters in Christ. The faithful departed after our sermon this morning. We will sing the hymn Jerusalem the Golden. The words of the second and third stanzas ring in at this point. As it relates to the saints and martyrs. Who have gone ahead of us. And I'd like to share those words with you. Sometimes if we hear those words read. It might. It might give it a little bit different meaning than when we sing them. Second and third stanzas of Jerusalem the golden within those walls of Zion that's heaven sounds forth the joyful song as saints join with the angels and all the martyr throng the prince that's Jesus is ever with them the daylight is serene the city of the blessed Shines bright with glorious sheen. Stanza three. Around the throne of David, the saints from care released. Raise loud their songs of triumph to celebrate the feast. They sing to Christ their leader who conquered in the fight. Who won for them forever their gleaming robes of white. Do you see the wonderful things we can say in Jesus of those who have gone before us in the faith and what great promises God has fulfilled for them? Can can we see that? And the best news is that these promises are not only for those who have gone on ahead of us, Well, it certainly is, but these promises are also for you and for me. We are his loved ones, the ones who have been made holy in our baptisms, through confession and absolution, through the Lord's Supper. Those are his gifts given to us. So too, his comforting love and the message he has shared with us through the prophets, evangelists, and apostles dries every tear in our eyes as well as we mourn those we love so dear but his comforting love is our consolation as we mourn our sins before our heavenly father, because we don't always live like good faithful children. He has had mercy on us. He has by his grace forgiven us. John could write in our text, see what kind of love the father has given to us that we should be called children of God. Again, it's a gift. This has been given to us. It is the greatest gift he could ever give to us. Even though we do not yet see him as he is, we believe in him and we are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy as we receive his word and his sacrament. Through those means we know of his mercy and grace in spite of our sins, and we rejoice in the love that he lavished upon us. We celebrate our adoption As his sons and daughters in the waters of holy baptism, we cherish our eternal heavenly inheritance in which we are given a foretaste of the Lord's Supper, or in the Lord's Supper, of the feast to come. You know, one of of the true joys in my life was the experience of becoming a father. Of course, I will and should add to that the joy of becoming a husband. But I know and confess that I was not, and still am not, a a perfect father, a perfect parent, as I think everyone who has been a parent can confess. I made it a point, and continue to make it a point, to say and show that I love my children, even as my parents showed that they love me. Dad can't say it. It's an old German thing, I guess, but I know it. He just doesn't say it. I have to admit that there were times I may have conditioned sharing that love based on an action by my children. Though as best I could and can, I've sought to show unconditional love to them and I think all parents can relate. Added to that now is an opportunity to be a grandfather and watch from a distance the development of a grandchild and relish modern technology and the opportunities it gives us to stay in touch. In FaceTime yesterday morning, I was able to say silly things, and I won't tell you what they were, to my granddaughter and watch her expressions, and then watch as she tried to eat the phone. <laughs> Don't you just love it? Well, I do, so imagine that. See what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God, and so we are. We get FaceTime. This is FaceTime. As you hear his word, as you receive his gifts, as he comes to you through, through me, just a servant, in his stead and by his command, giving gifts, pronouncing forgiveness telling you that you have life everlasting right now, just as I do. When God's powerful word shows us his love in the face of Jesus Christ raised from the dead, he also points us forward to our last day or the last day of all things. Either way, we need not fear those days. The day when God will open for us the door to the gift he has already given to us in our baptisms, eternal life with Christ. Then we will see Jesus not in a mirror dimly, but face to face, we will see him as he is. And we will realize that he has transformed us to be just like himself. Everyone who thus hopes, as St. John writes, in, everyone who thus hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. Therefore, now and then, we are given to see what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God. And so we are. We are his loved ones. Amen. May this peace of God which transcends all human understanding guard our hearts and guard our minds in faith in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.